I've seen that the digital transformation also transformed by itself. And now we are more looking at how we are interacting as a, as a corporation, how we are interacting with the customers, with the end users. I, I like to call it humanized digital transformation because it is not just about technology. Not everyone makes the news, but behind every growth-driving experience, product, and transformation are experts who shape the outcome. Welcome to Behind the Growth, a podcast for digital leaders and those aspiring to become one. Each episode features a candid conversation with a remarkable individual. Join us as we focus on their struggles, wins, and lessons learned you won't find anywhere else. Let's get started. Welcome to Behind the Growth. I'm your host, Mudassar Malik. And today we're celebrating Saeed Shamsi, Director of Information Systems in Customer Care Portfolio at TELUS. Saeed, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me in this show. Yeah, fantastic to have you here. Saeed, let's give everybody some background. And I was thinking, why don't you tell us your journey leading up to your current role at TELUS? I have a long journey in in information systems and technologies. And I've seen many different transformation throughout the last 25 years in the industry. Sometimes you can look at the transformation as being a different approach. You know, the, the, the whole movement to get to the web 1.0 that started 25 years ago. And then to know that we are almost at the tail of the web 2.0, beginning of moving to web, web 3. And then along the way, what has happened in the last couple of years that we have seen it in the world during the, uh, the COVID that the massive amount of the transformation has started. So I've been witnessing these transformations in, in business and then how technology can evolve companies and moving from point A to point B and then progressing in terms of how they are interacting customers, how they are servicing customers and how the customer's behavior has changed. I've seen the whole movement of, you know, dot-com area. That was the time that I started as a developer, starting, you know, working as a, a software developer for companies that they had great ideas throughout the first wave of, of the transform digital transformations, getting to that, what we call it, the first version of the web, and then seeing lots of the failure during that time. And then the few companies could survive whole mess that was created in 2000 and then the whole bubble that was created through the dot-com area. So I witnessed all of those working for the startups, then joined Telus in 2007, working for enterprise, working for a company that it was a utility-based company doing the transformations to get off the kind of the utility mindset now more towards a telecom mindset and then helping the people to get connected. So I worked in different aspects in the industry. As I said, started with the software development, then working as a project manager, program manager, and then uh, moving up through the more people management side of it, and then leading some of the major transformations that we have done in the past three years here at Telos that we are going to talk about today. Fantastic. I think you've, you've really been through so many transitions that I'm I'm just curious, like, uh, do, you, do you feel that digital transformation is still a buzzword or has it really become a reality? Or what's your take on it? Like, how, how do you see it? I've seen that the digital transformation also transformed by itself. And now we are more looking at 
how we are interacting as a, as a corporation, as how we are interacting with the customers, with the end users. Uh, I like to call it humanized digital transformation because it is not just about technology. It is not just about now I, I have a process that was working in, in the silos or independently or a manual work. And I have to digitize those processes. It is that how the customers are interacting and how they want to interact with, with the companies, with the corporations. What is their preference? Do they still want to call every single companies on the phone and interact with the human beings or they prefer doing it on their own and working on the self-serve? And how much of that kind of the back and forth is, is happening that they may start with the self-serve, but then they, they need some sort of the help, especially in terms of having or seeing some sort of the products on hand. Can I feel and can I, can I feel it? Can I touch it? Can I look at the, the, the benefits? Can someone, some experts help me to decide? I need to get some advice on that. So there are always these kind of the, the human interactions mindset that, you know, yes, I can do it online. I can click to, through it, but then I need advice. I need experts here. And how I can get experts? Is the experts available to me easily and, and readily that I can talk to someone either on the chat or on the store and if, if the, the corporation has the brick and mortar or someone on the phone? So help me understand my options, help me understand the benefits that I can get, and then help me the area that I can do it by myself. So, you know, that the whole DIY movement on the purchasing, lots of the customers, they prefer to do it on their own. They prefer to do it at the time that is convenient for them. If they want to do buying a new product or services at, at the time that is convenient for them, it could be two in the morning, could be you know, during the daytime, during the evening time, I like to have that flexibility. Is the corporations giving me enough tools, enough systems that I can start what I'm looking for? At the same time, can I have a timely advice if I need someone to help me to decide? So then the journey would be more important than anything else, the customer journeys. And then the whole seamless movement from moving on the, from mo- digital to break and mortar and then to come back to digital maybe, or to finish it up anyway. So to me, that is the humanized digital transformation that is looking at where the customers is moving and how I can help the customers along the way. I can simplify the customer's journeys that they can do most of the stuff on their own and then reach out to me if they need that advice, reach out to me if they are looking for maybe additional discount, reach out to me if, if they do not know or they are not confident on that product or services that can help them. And then they go ahead and then complete the transactions. So how the companies can model that the whole journeys and then being in the way that it is very, very simple for the customers to, to complete those journeys. I love the term humanizing digital transformation. And I think what you just told us in a few words is far from simple. It is highly complex and with, with so much of, you know, customer data, there's so much to work around with, with systems and the whole 360 customer view, but really giving customer experience according to their expectations. It's, it's a mammoth undertaking and definitely a journey, not just a means of getting to an end. So I, I love that. So while you're going through the conversation, I'm curious to find out, are there any specific trends, significant trends that you're seeing in the industry right now? Like what, what's your take on this? What, what are you observing? The main trend is that simplifying the customer world. 
there are the customers no longer wants to contact a service provider and then wait on what we call it the IVR, the interactive voice response that, you know, I'm waiting on IVR for 45 minutes, one hour for someone to, to give me a call. The customers are in the high demand. They are in the control seat. They want to have options. They want to be able to choose the options. They need to have a good understanding of what are those options and what are the benefits for them and be able to make decisions and complete transactions as easy as they can within the few, few clicks. And then if they make a mistakes, they be, be able to get their money to get refunded, to return the product quickly and easily, again, within the few clicks. So those are, you know, yes, nobody understands this is a demand, but then the enterprises and then the different sectors, how you implement the needs for the customers, that is a very, very difficult challenge. That's what that many companies going through these digital transformations. And now we are at the stage that now we need to get it to the, to the mass. I'm talking about the shopping experience is one thing. And then we have seen there's a massive amount of transformation, but I'm talking about the the day two activities, the customer care, care activities. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Lots of companies are focusing on, I need to sell more, I need to sell more. Great. So it is important for you to have a simple way of shopping cart. So I can click, 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 get to shopping cart and then complete it. And then the goods are delivered to me. But how you can solve the problem after sales, and that is gets complex, especially in the, some of the industries. Telecom is, is the great example of it that they have a very complex customer care. So it is not just the sales aspect. So the whole day two activities, if you will, now how I can move to that digital transformation for day two activities. And that is not that easy, easy task to, to deal with. Obviously, everyone is focused on the sales, but then the retentions for the organization is important. So how I can retain the, the, the customers that at the end of the next two years, then they are happy working with me that they want to get the next two years contract with my company, not going to my com- competitors. So that would be the, the differentiators for the organizations in this industry that I, I, not that I have to give them the best product or the best price plan, which, which is important. So now with, the, with this inflation that everybody is, is impacted, it is important that how much is going to cost me. But another aspect is that now I have, I have to be with this company for the next two years. Is the company providing me the service that I need for the next two years? That is the sheer amount of the competition there, and there's lots of effort as required. But if you don't look at the after-sales support, then you, are, you cannot, then basically your cost of operations going high. So, you know, the, the economy 101 is that, you know, you are, you are profitable if you increase your revenue or if you decrease your cost. So in, in order to increase my revenue, I need to compete with my competitors. I need to have a very simple sales process and then making sure that you know, I'm providing the good cost, good price plan to my customers that the competitors cannot provide it. But at the same time, now that I have these customers, I have to retain the customers. That's my number one job is to retain the customers and making sure that the customers is coming back and they can renew the customer. And then my after retentions, my number two objective is that how I can bring the cost of my operations lower. Okay. And that is, that is, that is kind of the, what I have done. That is what I've been working with my team in the last few years was focusing on cost takeout. So as a, as what we have developed here at, at Telos, there is a product that we call CASA. 
So the naming is 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 very very interesting. That now we call we call it Casa. Casa is Latin and Spanish means home. So we we look at our organizations and when we look at how we interacting with our customers and we find out that in the past we had everything based on one specific channel. The customers coming to say stores and maybe we we have to deal with it in in the one way. The customer is calling us and we have to deal with it in another way. The customer go to self self logging and then there was other interactions. We we saw okay. that there are different there are four different interactions with customers. As, as I mentioned, I'm going to repeat myself here. Going to the stores, calling the call center, doing the digital on the on the on the self serve side, as well as the technician that goes to the to the customer's home. So it was a four different interactions, and then we realized that each of these interactions they had their own processes, they had their own tools and so and, and the systems. So there were no unifications among those interactions. So the customers come and say, "Hey, you know, your technician came to my house in such a day and did something." Now my, you know, he fixed my TV, but now my internet is slow. So they had to explain it. If they call a company, they have to explain it. Then they walk to a store, they have to explain it again. And then obviously on the web, there was no, no, no uh, attractions. So we look at these four different pillars or four different silos, if you will. And then we say, okay, it is not the best way for us to interact with the customers. First of all, the customer has to repeat themselves. They know that each of those channels are are independent, so we are not helping the customers in in, in that way. Second, there are more on the customer side. There is more effort on the customer side to contact us to to explain their situation before we can solve it. And the third is that our cost of operation was very high because of these silos. So what we have done as part of this program, which is called CASA, CASA means that. It is a home. It is a home of, and by the way, Casa in Spanish means home in English. And then we call it Casa because now it is a home for all customer interactions. This is all, again, we are talking about day two activities. Obviously, there are lots of transformations happened on, on the commerce side, on the sales side, but I'm talking about the day two activities. So what we have developed so far is to basically break down those silos, break down uh, the way that customers are interacting with us, and then helping anyone that's interacting with the customers, regardless of channels, whether you walk into the store, whether you call, whether you are on the web, whether the technician is interacting with you and solving some of your problems at home, is that we need to bring these, what we call it, customer 360 view to all the interactions. If you are interacting with us, whoever you are interacting with, they should have a complete view of what product and services you have. And, you know, the telecoms, you know, now they get more and more complex. Our organizations, we have expanded our offering. So we started with just a landline, you know, the traditional telephone, and then expanded to TV, then internet, then home securities, and obviously mobility side as well. So giving that complete view is helping me to address the, the inquiries for customers and understand where the customer is coming from, as well as knowing that, okay, now that I have these customers with multiple products and services, what I can offer the customers to retain the customers, what I can offer customers that showing that I value your business because you trust my organizations with many different aspects of your life. And then the offer, what with the next best actions? So one aspect that we, we put a lot of effort on it is that the whole data mining of the customers holding with us to, in order to calculate what would be the next best actions for the customers. Even before customers contacting us, I should have a very good information. If Modasa is contacting me, first of all, what services he is subscribing from me? 
and what questions that that he may ask i now we have those informations i know that for example if you move from your location say like if you had to move from you move your home or your your business then i should i should and then you call us right a day after your move then most likely you are calling me because of your move and then you may have some questions you may have some interruption in your services even the better that what we implemented is that we predict that and then we have this data and then the data showing to us that there's a percentage number of the clients is calling us right a day after their move or two days after within the Within the three days after they move, they may call, contact us. So now we are contacting the customers first before even the customers put their forth to contact us. They may call the customers and we take a look at this, some of the, the data to see if we can see if there was any interruptions. And then you receive the call from the company and say, hey, Modassar, I know that you move and I appreciate that you are staying with us, but then there is something wrong with your service interruptions. By the way, I already patched my technicians. My technicians on the way. They are going to solve your problem. So what would be your reactions? Then what would be your reaction to this type of the scenarios that the company is calling me before even I know that I have the problem? So then there is a higher chance for you to stay. There's a, there's a higher chance for you that recommend this company to your colleagues, to your associates. And then there is a highest chance that you know you are happy with the with the price that you are you are paying with the fee that you are paying for the service because you get a good service. So that that's what I'm talking about the human digital transfer human digital transformation is that you no know, simplify the world of the of the customers and then helping them. That's amazing what I just heard what you're telling me and honestly been there done that like as a customer. If, if a company can actually treat me as a human and just empathize with me and try and make it more comfortable for me, and whether you have a solution right there and then or not, but at least you are concerned and you're making your best effort to give me the experience that, you know, I expect or, you know, I would hope to get, you know, even that makes a huge difference. And I, I, don't, I don't blame the organizations because human expectations and behaviors are also constantly changing and evolving, right? And there's different standards being set, which we expect, whether it's a different industry vertical, but we're still expecting the similar experience. And, you know, it might be possible, it might not be, but that's a customer, right? I can, as a customer, I'm probably expecting or anything that I can put forward. I also liked what you said. It's not about, if you have a leaky bucket, you're not doing justice. You know, just bringing in new customers, isn't it? Retention has really become a very important topic and we hear a lot, everybody kind of really prioritizing it, which is another very important. This is, you know, this is a lot about on the customer side, but I'm, I, I want to, I want to flip this thing and I want to go to the other side and I want to hear like, what, what do you, from your experience, what do you think are critical success factors as an, as an enterprise or somebody who's managing to provide all of these services to the customer? So let's let's flip the side and let's hear what's driving that side of the universe. You know, I mentioned the outcome, which is that it all matters. But then behind the scene, there is a lot more needs to be done to get to that have a simplified view of what is the outcome side. There are there are no shortage of ideas, but then how you can align. So first of all, you need to have a good understanding of your company's objectives. That is number one. Then now you need to find out the way to reach those. And it's not going to be one shot. You know that it's going to be journeys. You need to keep that in mind that reaching to, to those objectives and reaching or going through this transformation, it is a journey. It is not just, you know, we do it once and then we are done. 
Still, you need to build the right mindset of the team. We are in that age that finding the right talent. First of all, we have a tremendous amount of that talent out there, but then finding the right talent for your organizations who can deliver towards the OKR, it is very important. Finding talent and retaining talent and making sure that the talent is empowered. Personally, I take a lot from the sports and I've seen that this is also happening in the world that the leaders now they are coaches. So you need to basically, you are not the managers anymore in, in, this, in this field. So you need to bring the, the right talent. You need to identify who is the right talent that who can fit with your team and then making sure that you coach them, you, know, you lead them as opposed to manage them. One thing is that creating these kind of the unit, you know, unit of the organization, we call it a squad, you know, in our, in our team, we call it a squad. So I have a very large team. I have a team of about 140 people. And then how you can run the 140 people, obviously within the big enterprise, that they think that the whole belongings and then the engagement of the team. So bringing these, 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 these people, put them into that, in the units, what we call it a squad, and then helping them to make the best decision at the best time. So empowering them. So then you need to basically be doing lots of the planning. You cannot just build the one monolithic applications all at once. You need to break it down. And there are obviously the framework that is out there that is helping us. And many years ago, the whole movement to, towards microservices started. And now we are talking about the micro journeys and micro front ends. In very, very simple term, what is the micro front end or micro journey is that I know that I have these big applications that I need to provide. In the case of, our, of CASA, which is the day two activity, there's a, so many different aspects goes to the day two activities or the customer care activities. Then how I can, as opposed to be, build these monolithic applications that everyone's contributing to the one branch and one application and then moving them all at once, which we know that is very, very time consuming. It's not just finding their, you know, or the hiring or going to the interview, how you bring the right person that fits to this, to this model and then bring them in and giving them the identity. And that is very, very important for us, for our culture. We build the culture among, yes, we have a very large organization. So we have the culture of Castle, but then each squad, each team, they also have their own way of work. So there is a little bit of freedom for the team to decide on their rituals to decide how they are going to interact with the outside of their world. So they are like a family working together and we want to keep a very strong belongings for the team. They may move from one unit to the other unit after a certain period of time because now they want to ex expand their knowledge. They want to see what other families are doing. It's like that if someone is migrating from one location to the other locations, it is nothing wrong with that. Approach. So you are expanding your viewpoint, but then you belong to the family you always can go back to the family. Fantastic. As a leader, and what message or advice would you give to your younger self or even other leaders who are listening in right now? What's, what's your advice to them? That's, I, I learned by myself. So if I go back, say, 10 years, what I learned is that, you know, finding the right talent, it's not just the technology. So finding mm -hmm. the right talent that can help you achieve your goal and how you can transparently communicate to the team that this is our goal, making sure that everyone in the team understands the goal and making sure that you provide this kind of the leadership that at the end, only thing is matter is the team winning, not individual winning. Okay. 
So wow. yeah, I did in my career, I did some mistakes. I was, oh, this guy is the best, best person that I can bring it up to the team because he has the most knowledge or who is the, the most technical savvy. As I move or, or get mature in terms of my leadership and my style, I'm always, as I said, I'm going back to the whole sport analogy. It is not, and then the team sport, not individual. So the team sport, yes, you need to have, you need to have LeBron James in your team, but it is not just one person. You need to have Lionel Messi in your team. And Lionel Messi, as we decided just past World Cup, that, you know, the strong leadership on the field can make a big differences. And there's nothing wrong with that. And everyone knows that, but it is not just one Messi can bring the World Cup to, to the, to the country. It is also the team around him. So everyone else around him was contributing. So it is, it is no longer the individual team. So what I learned among months about, if I go back 10 years that I would do it differently is that focusing on building these units that they can perform and the performance of the team, not individual, individual team members, how the teams can perform and then setting up the right goal for the entire of the team. It's still working individually with the team, with the individual team members that is, that is absolute must have there. You have to provide coaching individually, but then you need to understand that individual winning is not that important as the team winning is important. Fantastic. So we're coming up on our time and, you know, if you could share with our audience, if anybody wants to reach out to you, connect with you, what would you suggest? Like, what's the best place to connect with you? Yeah, I'm willing to, actually, I'm looking forward to get uh, some feedback. If anyone has any feedbacks or questions, by all, me all means, they can come through the channel that, you know, you have on this podcast, or they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. If you search my full name on LinkedIn, which is Saeed Utopat Shamsi, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, message me on LinkedIn. If you have any questions, any comments, by all means, I would, I would be happy to contact with you guys. Thank you, Saeed. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on Behind the Growth Podcast. Thank you for spending this time with us and we look forward to many more conversations. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Behind the Growth. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow along on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. This podcast is brought to you by Mobile Live, a team of digital experts specializing in designing experiences, building products, and scaling technology. For more episodes of Behind the Growth, please visit mobilelive.ca slash podcast.